the loving couple from sketches of young couples this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by bill mosley charles dickens two hundredth anniversary collection volume four the loving couple from sketches of young couples by charles dickens there cannot be a better practical illustration of the wise saw and ancient instance that there may be too much of a good thing than is presented by a loving couple undoubtedly it is meet and proper that two persons joined together in holy matrimony should be loving and unquestionably it is pleasant to know and see that they are so but there is a time for all things and the couple who happen to be always in a loving state before company are well-nigh intolerable and in taking up this position we would have it distinctly understood that we do not seek alone the sympathy of bachelors in whose objection to loving couples we recognize interested motives and personal considerations we grant that to that unfortunate class of society there may be something very irritating tantalizing and provoking in being compelled to witness those gentle endearments and chaste interchanges which to loving couples are quite the ordinary business of life but while we recognize the natural character of the prejudice to which these unhappy men are subject we can neither receive their biased evidence nor address ourselves to their inflamed and angered minds dispassionate experience is our only guide and in these moral essays we seek no less to reform hymeneal offenders than to hold out a timely warning to all rising couples and even to those who have not yet set forth upon their pilgrimage towards the matrimonial market let all couples present or to come therefore profit by the example of mr and mrs lever themselves a loving couple in the first degree mr and mrs lever are pronounced by mrs starling a widow lady who lost her husband when she was young and lost herself about the same time for by her own count she has never since grown five years older to be a perfect model of wedded felicity you would suppose says the romantic lady that they were lovers only just now engaged never was such happiness they are so tender so affectionate so attached to each other so enamoured that positively nothing can be more charming augusta my soul says mr lever augustus my life replies mrs lever 
sing some little ballad darling quoth mr lever i couldn't indeed dearest returns mrs lever do my dove says mr lever i couldn't possibly my love replies mrs lever and it's very naughty of you to ask me naughty darling cries mr lever yes very naughty and very cruel returns mrs lever for you know i have a sore throat and that to sing would give me great pain you're a monster and i hate you go away mrs lever has said go away because mr lever has tapped her under the chin mr lever not doing as he is bid but on the contrary sitting down beside her mrs lever slaps mr lever and mr lever in return slaps mrs lever and it being now time for all persons present to look the other way they look the other way and hear a still small sound as of kissing at which mrs starling is thoroughly enraptured and whispers her neighbor that if all married couples were like that what a heaven this earth would be the loving couple are at home when this occurs and maybe only three or four friends are present but unaccustomed to reserve upon this interesting point they are pretty much the same abroad indeed upon some occasions such as a picnic or a water party their lovingness is even more developed as we had an opportunity last summer of observing in person there was a great water party made up to go to twickenham and dine and afterwards dance in an empty villa by the riverside hired expressly for the purpose mr and mrs lever were of the company and it was our fortune to have a seat in the same boat which was an eight-oared galley manned by amateurs with a blue striped awning of the same pattern as their guernsey shirts and a dingy red flag of the same shade as the whiskers of the stroke oar a coxswain being appointed and all other matters adjusted the eight gentlemen threw themselves into strong paroxysms and pulled up with the tide stimulated by the compassionate remarks of the ladies who one and all exclaimed that it seemed an immense exertion as indeed it did at first we raced the other boat which came alongside in gallant style but this being found an unpleasant amusement as giving rise to a great quantity of splashing and rendering the cold pies and other viands very moist it was unanimously voted down and we were suffered to shoot ahead while the second boat followed ingloriously in our wake it was at this time that we first recognized mr lever there were two firemen watermen in the boat lying by until somebody was exhausted and one of them who had taken upon himself the direction of affairs was heard to cry in a gruff voice pull away number two give it her number two take a longer reach number two 
now number two sir think you're winning a boat the greater part of the company had no doubt begun to wonder which of the striped guernseys it might be that stood in need of such encouragement when a stifled shriek from mrs lever confirmed the doubtful and informed the ignorant and mr lever still further disguised in a straw hat and no neckcloth was observed to be in a fearful perspiration and failing visibly nor was the general consternation diminished at this instant by the same gentleman in the performance of an accidental aquatic feat termed catching a crab plunging suddenly backward and displaying nothing of himself to the company but two violently struggling legs mrs lever shrieked again several times and cried piteously is he dead tell me the worst is he dead now a moment's reflection might have convinced the loving wife that unless her husband were endowed with some most surprising powers of muscular action he never could be dead while he kicked so hard but still mrs lever cried is he dead is he dead and still everybody else cried no 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 until such time as mr lever was replaced in a sitting posture and his oar which had been going through all kinds of wrong-headed performances on its own account was once more put in his hand by the exertions of the two firemen watermen mrs lever then exclaimed augustus my child come to me and mr lever said augusta my love compose yourself i am not injured but mrs lever cried again more piteously than before augustus my child come to me and now the company generally who seemed to be apprehensive that if mr lever remained where he was he might contribute more than his proper share towards the drowning of the party disinterestedly took part with mrs lever and said he really ought to go and that he was not strong enough for such violent exercise and ought never to have undertaken it reluctantly mr lever went and laid himself down at mrs lever's feet and mrs lever stooping over him said oh augustus how could you terrify me so and mr lever said augusta my sweets i never meant to terrify you and mrs lever said you are faint my dear and mr lever said i am rather so my love and they were very loving indeed under mrs lever's veil until at length mr lever came forth again and pleasantly asked if he had not heard something said about bottled stout and sandwiches mrs starling who was one of the party was perfectly delighted with this scene and frequently murmured half aside what a loving couple you are or how delightful it is to see man and wife so happy together to us she was quite poetical for we are a kind of cousins observing that 
hearts beating in unison like that made life a paradise of sweets and that when kindred creatures were drawn together by sympathies so fine and delicate what more than mortal happiness did not our souls partake to all this we answered certainly or very true or merely sighed as the case might be at every new act of the loving couple the widow's admiration broke out afresh and when mrs lever would not permit mr lever to keep his hat off lest the sun should strike to his head and give him a brain fever mrs starling actually shed tears and said it reminded her of adam and eve the loving couple were thus loving all the way to twickenham but when we arrived there by which time the amateur crew looked very thirsty and vicious they were more playful than ever for mrs lever threw stones at mr lever and mr lever ran after mrs lever on the grass in a most innocent and enchanting manner at dinner too mr lever would steal mrs lever's tongue and mr lever would retaliate upon mr lever's fowl and when mrs lever was going to take some lobster salad mr lever wouldn't let her have any saying that it made her ill and she was always sorry for it afterwards which afforded mrs lever an opportunity of pretending to be cross and showing many other prettinesses but this was merely the smiling surface of their loves not the mighty depths of the stream down to which the company to say the truth dived rather unexpectedly from the following accident it chanced that mr lever took upon himself to propose the bachelors who had first originated the notion of that entertainment in doing which he affected to regret that he was no longer of their body himself and pretended grievously to lament his fallen state this mrs lever's feelings could not brook even in jest and consequently exclaiming aloud he loves me not he loves me not she fell in a very pitiable state into the arms of mrs starling and directly becoming insensible was conveyed by that lady and her husband into another room presently mr lever came running back to know if there was a medical gentleman in company and as there was in what company is there not both mr lever and the medical gentleman hurried away together the medical gentleman was the first who returned and among his intimate friends he was observed to laugh and wink and look as unmedical as might be but when mr lever came back he was very solemn and in answer to all inquiries shook his head and remarked that augusta was far too sensitive to be trifled with an opinion which the widow subsequently confirmed 
finding that she was in no imminent peril however the rest of the company betook themselves to dancing on the green and very merry and happy they were and a vast quantity of flirtation there was the last circumstance being no doubt attributable partly to the fineness of the weather and partly to the locality which is well known to be favorable to all harmless recreations in the bustle of the scene mr and mrs lever stole down to the boats and disposed themselves under the awning mrs lever reclining her head upon mr lever's shoulder and mr lever grasping her hand with great fervor and looking in her face from time to time with a melancholy and sympathetic aspect the widow sat apart feigning to be occupied with a book but stealthily observing them from behind her fan and the two firemen watermen smoking their pipes on the bank hard by nudged each other and grinned in enjoyment of the joke very few of the party missed the loving couple and the few who did heartily congratulated each other on their disappearance end of the loving couple from sketches of young couples recording by bill mosley bernardo texas u s a